You're gonna make enemies. People will get hurt. Sometimes people closest to you. So I want you to promise me something, okay? Leave Gwen out of it. Promise me that. With great power come great listeners. Oh my lord. Everybody, we are watching the web. This Simi. is Beth, <laughs> and this is Chris online, known, known as Simmy. And this is Cinematic Sagas doing our series called Watching the Web. I'm just excited because I got to name it Watching the Web. Now, about my email, <laughs> every time now, aren't you? Oh my gosh! All right, you know what? Six bucks a month, I will set you up with your own email. <laughs> I value... Actually, that's literally what it costs. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Oh, no. And again, we still don't have any emails, which is why you haven't seen anything, because I will share that with you. I just wanted to whine. It's fine. Uh, Hey, everybody, we just actually did watch a movie. We watched... The Something. Amazing Spider-Man. I don't know what we watched. It was Andrew Garfield's first Spider-Man. That's all I know. Yes. How did you feel about it? It was really good. I liked it better than the others. Okay. Interesting. All of the others? Yes. I think so. <laughs> interesting. Elaborate. Well, besides the dark parts, because this one had dark parts too, and I don't know why everything has to be in the dark. This one... I don't know. I felt like it was more of a story and less jumping and you felt more... I felt. I don't know what you felt. I felt more in tune with the characters. Mm. Like I, I, I... Like I knew who they were. Okay. And, uh... They really... Uh, Spider-Man... Peter Parker really looked more... Uh, high schoolish, and handled situations more like a you know teenage boy would handle them, as opposed, you know, hmm. uh, he was very awkward in some <laughs> scenes, and it was awesome. Yes, I definitely would agree that there is some there is some stuff in here that is better than the first ones. I I personally feel they'd got the spider-man side of the persona exactly right because spider-man has always since i've known him been that quippy move back and forth kind of jokey enjoys being spider-man type person and they really nailed that in this this yes i enjoyed that it was funny (laughs) little quips and and stuff all these (laughs) it was it fit me more because that's more my style, I guess. <laughs> I I just I really enjoyed that because I like to be amused. I like to be entertained, and this one definitely is entertaining. I personally found I liked this less than I remembered. Really? Yeah. For for me, the story and the Spider-Manning 
I guess to put it that way, it didn't balance very well. I felt like the story was good, the Spider-Manning was good, but it felt disjointed. It felt like we had story, story, then pew, 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 then story. It didn't flow like some of the Maguire ones did for me. And I felt like they just kind of dragged it on a little bit more. Funny. They, they, they needed to. And that's, again, that's, that's just me. And I remember liking it more than I liked it this time around. And that's funny because generally I'm the one that gets bored quicker. Mm-hmm. And uh, but having I've not seen this ever, not even bits and pieces of this one. Like I had seen <laughs> bits and pieces of the Maguire, at least the first one. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'd ever watched the whole movie, but I, I recognized parts as we were watching it. This one I had seen none of, and I really was engaged with it the entire time. Yeah, it's, I I don't think it's a bad movie at all. I enjoy it. There's there's some weird things they made some choices with the characters. I I do not like Peter Parker as a skater boy. That just bothers me on a very basic level. You just have something against skater boys. No, it's 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 more. It's more. He was supposed to be a nerdy kid. And Skater Boys, in my head, have never been that nerdy outsider that they tried to make him. So it, it just bothers me. I, I see why they did it. I, I'm pretty sure it was mostly to make him a little more personable to the general audience and to give him some of that balance type uh, training, so to speak, I guess. So that way, when he gets the Spider-Man powers, it kind of flows into them a little better. Well... Him, uh, I'll agree with that. I'll agree. Because if you're just a nerdy kid, I, I generally think pocket protector, mm-hmm. uh, glasses taped together, mm-hmm. nerdy kid, not not uh, hauling around their skateboard. Yeah. You know, skater boys usually aren't that bright, or at least that is the impression they give off or that most people have of them. Mm-hmm. But it worked in the favor of this movie because he got to find his spider powers and practice them while doing things he would probably normally have been doing or he wouldn't have gone to do them that... Yeah, kind of pushed himself a little further doing some of those things. And then realizing he could stick to the wall. Yeah. Even with shoes. Yeah. Mm. I What I will say I really liked about this movie, and I liked it the first time, I like it this time... In the Maguire movies, I, I talked about how I didn't like the, the natural webbing. And this one, he built the web shooters. And I love seeing that. Even though we didn't see a ton of it, they they showed us his mechanical prowess, bits and pieces. Like he, Uncle Ben asked him to help fix things down in the basement. And then we saw that he had built his own little lock for his door. So we're seeing these little mechanical things. And then when it comes time, he builds his own web shooters, which I was like... Yes, that is a core piece of Spider-Man. But again, they they kind of took the easy road and had Oscorp making the compact webbing, lots of webbing and tight little bottles. And again, I think I said it in the Maguire ones, in the comics and in the cartoons that I watch, he, he 
makes all that himself. He says at one point that he made it. Yes. I I like that he just says he did because it kind of lets it play as his um, mythos, so to speak. But we, we know he got it from Oscorp. Because we At saw... least he started with us. You don't know what he did with it afterwards. Well, I mean, we saw that he had a Yes, box and he was things, listening to the he, whatever. And he puts it in the actual right. web shooter he makes. So, it, it, it's again, it's a nitpick. It's something that I just, I don't like. I appreciate they didn't show us the hairs on his fingers in this one. <laughs> I was so icky. Did not care for that in the other one. But you could imagine it, right? Oh, yes, and sadly, sadly, I did imagine it, and ugh. And then this one, we saw a love interest that we didn't see till Spider-Man 3 in the Maguire movies. True. Because Gwen Stacy is his main one here, whereas she was just sort of a throw-on in the third movie. Did you even remember Gwen Stacy was in the third movie? No. Yep, she was, she was the model that he saved. And that then gave him the kiss. Well, yeah, I did. I I didn't. I because my brain was even going. The captain's daughter was in one of those other ones, but <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But he didn't. Hmm. But that she didn't go to school. Yes, I was. So yes, but no. And and Gwen Stacy is traditionally his first love from the comics, and stuff happens. And then eventually he has to move on. And so as most people do, it was one of those things where having had the experiences I did with Spider-Man, it was weird seeing Mary Jane as the first, but it wasn't bad, but I liked that they didn't try and retread that here. I liked that they went back a little bit more. Like we, we saw the origin story again. It wasn't horrible. If we have to watch it again and again and again, like we'd have with the Batman movies, that would kind of suck. I'm not watching those. Yet. Not watching those. <laughs> you just said they were horrible. I'm not watching them. No, no. It was horrible to retread that. It was. It's horrible to retread Bruce Wayne's parents dying in front of him outside of a theater in 12 different movies and two TV yeah, shows. Yeah, we, and... we got to yeah. watch Uncle Ben die twice. Yeah. That was enough. Yeah. And... and we don't see a Spider-Man origin movie when we do the MCU ones. That's good. Which is which is nice. And I like how they changed up the origin just a little bit. Mm-hmm. We saw a little bit about his parents. It still was him getting bit by a spider. Still was in uh, an Oscorp facility. Yeah, just a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and I I I like this one better. It was. Hmm. I I just for whatever reason I I liked all of this one better. I really like how they the transition from him getting bit to him being comfortable with his powers. I felt that was done better in this movie because everything it kind of slowly amped up until it peaked and everything was overwhelming. He was freaking out about you know, a little bit of wind kicking on, or a spider was crawling along one of his skateboards. No, stupid skateboards. <laughs> but he, he, he hears these things, and everything's kind of turned up to 11. So then when he puts on, like, sunglasses on his mask, it's not as 
oh my gosh, how is he seeing through that? Because we know all of his senses kind of seem to be amped up now. Yeah. I... It was... It was different how they... For example, after he got bit by the spider in the Maguire movies, he comes home like he has the flu, goes to bed, mm-hmm. sleeps for however long. Still wakes up feeling off and then notices he can see without his glasses and, and different things. This, when he comes home ravenous mm-hmm. and is, um, you know, carrying half the kitchen <laughs> off to his room to eat. It, so it was totally different reactions. Well, and, and interestingly, we didn't really see how he handled, like, the next day. Because this Spider-Man fell asleep on the subway and then woke up and then was kind of, like, still looking under the weather, so to speak, but then was eating. So we don't know if maybe Maguire Spider-Man woke up and was ravenous. We kind of true, that. but it, it, we don't think saying. he was asleep very long on the subway, though, because the guy balances his beer on his head. <laughs> but it didn't take him long to figure out how to release stuff after he stuck to everything in the subway. But I gotta tell you, not being able to let go of the bar, but he being able to swing all the way around it—that <laughs> bothered me on a nerd physics level. Okay. It is it is a little it's a little odd. Um I think I would probably just give that over to an instinctual thing because the way I always have read those scenes where he's having trouble sticking, it's the like the reflex is there and then he starts focusing on it, so it becomes very difficult for him to let go because he doesn't understand what muscles he's flexing. But when he stops thinking about it, he kind of instinctually does it yeah. right because as soon as he stops spinning like he's stuck again right he's holding it and he has to like it finally breaks and he's still got it in his hand and then it slowly lets go as he as he kind of relaxes and comes down after he's fight. beat the crap out of everybody with right. it <laughs> which was really cool because it was one of those it really played on the instinctual side of it because they never talk about a spider sense which is interesting but he has the ability to kind of sense danger incoming. And because of his supernaturally enhanced reflexes, he can react to things the moment he feels them, which is why, you know, the beer triggers him. And then some guy comes up behind him and he, he moves. He doesn't really understand what's going on. But then again, his body kind of knows how to protect himself. So it's, it's, it's cool the way they play with the instinct side of it all to me. And now you may stop yawning and join the conversation. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, it was a little bit comical because he was holding that, yeah. that pole and turn around and bing, and then turn back around, bing. <laughs> it was, it was almost slapstick is what it was. Definitely. <laughs> what did you think of Captain Stacy? Well, I thought he died conveniently. That's what I thought. <laughs> it's pretty. I don't know what I thought of him. I kind of didn't like him, but I kind of got him. Mm-hmm. But he's 
makes you think of your dad and it makes you mad kind of thing. <laughs> like, won't you just listen to me? I would agree. And I feel he comes off exactly right. He's a he's a police dad. He kind of is a very stereotypical police dad in that, you know, I can be out there doing things. Everyone else needs to be stay safe and stay away and all that stuff. He has very strong opinions on Spider-Man, and this is something I've always struggled with. The cops... He, he, Spider-Man's a vigilante. He is breaking the law. I get that. But in these movies and in the cartoons and all that, it sometimes seems like the cops ignore criminals to go after Spider-Man. Doesn't that annoy the crap out of you? Oh, so much. I'm like, no, he's doing bad things. And yes, Spider-Man is against, is breaking the law, so you have to go after him. And if you believe you, he needs to be brought down, you have to go after him. But this person's endangering lives. Spider-Man's stopping people from doing that. It seems like stop the bad guy and then get Spider-Man when other things aren't as pressing. But it always seems like, oh, bad guy's running away. Get Spider-Man! I noticed that also. And it's just... I don't, I never like that because that makes me feel like cops are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, any police officers listening, sorry. My, my co host here like has it issues. I don't think cops are dumb. Real life cops, I feel like, are people, you know? <laughs> they're, they're not a stereotype. Go ahead, keep talking, Chris. Please don't arrest me. Please. <laughs> exactly. I'm so young. You're not that young anymore. <laughs> I have some life left to live. <laughs> As it were. But his 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 180 on Spider-Man, because he figures out who he is, I'm just like, come on, dude. Either you're against it or you're not. Morality well, but you're not- going to save my daughter. Yeah. But he was he was kind of backing off before he knew all that. Like, he had the gun there, and as soon as he saw who it was, which we'll talk about that in a second. He was startled. He he was like, oh, Peter. Uh, and I, I, don't, I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have shot if Peter hadn't said anything else and just gone. I think he may not have called other people off or tried to. Well, come on. He doesn't want to shoot a 17-year-old kid either, probably, or however old Peter is. I have no idea, but, you know. I think Garfield is in his 20s. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) But the mask thing. Oh, we had it in the the Maguire ones. Every chance they get, as soon as Spider-Man stops moving... Mask has to come off in some shape or form, and I've always been bothered by that. I know it's a it's a contractual thing where the act and I said that weird, didn't I? I don't I, I don't know where we're going yet. It's a contractual so. thing, and the actor's face needs to be seen a certain amount or whatever. It just bothers me because a real superhero would do everything they could to keep their mask on at all times if they don't want their identity known. So why would they pull their mask off all the time? 
I don't know. <laughs> and that was the Beth bot. She I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. I don't know. I don't know. I did. I did enjoy Gwen Stacy not being just a girlfriend interest, really. Like she had her own thing happening. She did. She had her thing. She was happening. She was a happening thing. And and she was. She rescued him one time, she, which was nice of her. She was integral to saving the whole city. She was. But did the city need saving? That's the question. Yes. Why? The city needed sa- because they were all turning into lizards. Yes, but we know that that wears off. Hmm. Does. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those it things. It does wear off. <laughs> and it was raining. Later. Well, it started raining because they had the atmospheric injector. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I know. But it was raining at the funeral. Yes. So all those people in theory would have gotten wet at some point. And it seemed water, you know, may have done something to him. Because he fell in the water and then he was normal-ish. I think that was more... Just, just time? Yeah, just time. I don't I don't think there was any connection to that. I don't know. I connected it, but... Because then I thought maybe that's why Spider-Man built his big... Well, I mean, I know he had all his feelers down all the little holes in the sewer but he was over that big thing so when the monster came and got him because i don't know the monster's name the lizard the lizard lizard man <laughs> when lizard men came they went down the hole in the water <laughs> so yeah i think that was i think that was mainly just he was that was a good intersection with a lot of branches so that if something triggered he um, could... yeah no i had him going in the water with lizard man on purpose I read a lot into it. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if the city needed saving or not. Their, their take on the lizard was interesting for me because my... His main, tail grew back awfully quick, though, I'm just saying. My main experiences with the lizard had been a more Jekyll and Hyde thing where one doesn't... Where Connor's really either doesn't know it's happening or knows and is trying to regulate a little more. Jekyll and Hyde mixed kind of with the Hulk, where I guess it's more Hulky in that, like, when he gets... Does anybody understand this? When he okay, gets, just checking. It makes more sense when I edit it and get all that nonsense out. There's lots of nonsense. <laughs> but when he gets under pressure, he turns, so he always tries to avoid that kind of stuff. But in this one, it was more like, as soon as he started the process... Like, he became this Machiavellian villain. <laughs> and I don't know that I... I don't hate it. It just doesn't... It just felt weird to me. Especially because that's how... It felt weird. That's how the first Maguire Spider-Man was. It was a scientist who felt rushed and so tried it on himself. And then... Developed a split personality, essentially, and went down an evil path. And so we just... Yeah, he was evil already, I'm pretty sure. 
in the first one. More more corporate evil rather than like evil evil. I don't know. In in the movie. Like comic wise, Norman Osborne is just dark. I'm pretty sure Norman Osborne's the devil. And he was the one he was the devil here too. You just didn't see him. Yeah, he was he was well, we saw we saw a shadowy profile. Once. True. <laughs> oh! Yes. And Clyde appeared. Oh, Clyde. <laughs> Are we sure it was Clyde that you called him? I don't know, but it is today. <laughs> Every time it's a different name. Pretty sure his name's Clyde. I got the last name right. Clyde Lee. <laughs> I didn't even recognize him at first. I'm like, hey, do you recognize him? And she goes, yeah, that's wait, Clyde. Wait, wait. wait a minute. What's his name? What was I going to call him? I, I don't remember gonna... what I was going to call him, but that's Clyde Lee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was, that oh, was, that was amazing. That was awesome. I'm pretty sure I decided in the last movie we watched that I was going to call him Clyde. And uh, so that's his name, everybody. Clyde. Um, this time, next time, I'll probably forget and decide a different name, but maybe I'll decide Clyde again, even though I don't remember. What's funny is, is the way these are going to come out, I don't even know which one of them is going to come first. The first time you say The chicken it, or, or the egg? One. Name Clyde. <laughs> funny enough, I found a podcast that just started called Egg-Centric, where they talk all about eggs. And that was the first thing they discussed, is the which came first question. And they talked about it religiously, and they talked about it scientifically, and I was it was very interesting. And now we're talking about it on our movie podcast. Oh, how so nice. Egg-centric. If you're interested in eggs, and I mean that very literally, eggs, check it out. Free plug. If they ever hear this, they can <sighs> If they ever do. But I also love eggs, which is why I checked it out. Anyway... Spider-Man did not come from an egg. <laughs> well, Transitions. the spider might have. The spider might have. And, and. Anyway. The man spider may, maybe can lay eggs. And you don't know about man spider. I, I don't <laughs> know what. Uh, this was a horrible transition, everyone. This is a wonderful transition. It's horrible. I have no idea what we're talking about anymore. Spider-Man. Boys. Oh, my word. I wanted to talk about something, and now I forgot what it was. You did. You did. Hey, you know what? Yes. No, I don't know what. What? Chicken butt. Wait, chicken in the egg. This move. It was in spot. Never mind. What? I was that we didn't find the guy who killed Uncle Ben yet, but I don't think we were supposed to do that in the first movie. I think we're supposed to do that in later movies. Well, in the first McGuire movie, he found him right away, essentially. But that's because he... But we didn't finish that off until the third movie when well, we found out who really... Okay, never mind. Yeah. But... This is a dumb conversation. Pause for edit. No, no. It's a good conversation. I like this because I think that was a good point for him. They didn't ever close that loop for him. But what they did is kind of tied it off in that this is not important because it was the it was the Captain Stacy who said he's going after these people who all look the same and like he's got a vendetta. And that's from basically that point is where he stopped doing that and sort of did the right thing. Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about that. That was something I was going to make a point to talk about, and I forgot. That always happens to me, too. Go for it. I don't have anything else to say. 
the iconic Spider-Man line, with great power comes great responsibility, was not in this movie. Did you notice that? No. You probably don't even realize that's the iconic Spider-Man. I did not. Did not (laughs) even know that. That That is the thing. But what's interesting is that they put the spirit of that idea in without ever saying it. And it just felt so clunky. I, I remember laughing the first time I heard it. Because it's Uncle Ben saying, your father lived by a moral Yeah, code. I saw. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> if you have the ability to do something, you have a moral obligation to do. I'm like, dude, just say the line. Your Uncle Ben. You say that line, then you die, then Spider-Man happens. That's how this works. Uncle Ben is there to die. <laughs> I didn't think I'm even needed in this one. You I'm just going to sit here. I'm just filling in gaps until you come remember what you're trying to say. Uh, well, I don't like your gap filler. I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> you did, when he was doing his testing stuff, you did start to say during the movie, I like how, wait, I'm going to save that for the movie. Oh, yes. I didn't say I was going to save that for the movie, you moron. Wait. I said I was going to save that when we after. Yeah, for the, for the recording. Whatever. They know what I mean. Podcast recording editing magic. Go. Yes. I liked much better how he tested his newfound abilities here in this one rather than just running across buildings and jumping across high-rise buildings. Mm -hmm. He actually tested himself wherever he did was skateboarding, which some warehouse-ish type thing was bizarre i'm not even sure what it was supposed to be yeah. but there were no other people and it seemed like there should be people there yeah um but he seemed to test his abilities in a less i don't know dangerous way <laughs> little less i could probably die that way yes which because i didn't buy that at all in the mcguire movie i i just that made me roll my eyes and thought it was ridiculous that we'd immediately start running and leaping over buildings and assuming we could suck to the side of them in our shoes and throwing our <laughs> realizing we can throw webs and oh let's see i can swing from buildings 14 stories high with no problem without ever trying it let's do it over traffic yeah no did not buy into that so this whole way he tested it with his you know while he was skateboarding and then just in there in this building in a smaller contained environment Mm -hmm. i bought into a lot more at least of somebody going hey i can what i can do this Mm -hmm. well will it let me do this well how about this that at least made sense to me that that seemed more realistic mm-hmm. and less stupid. I would agree. I enjoyed seeing him tinker with his abilities and the web shooters, as we kind of touched on a, a little bit. And because we saw that when he then, the first time we actually see him swing on a web, it becomes a little more believable because we've seen him trying things out. Yes. But my question about these uh, non-organic web shooters. Mm-hmm. 
How does he cut the web off? I know this. He has gestures he makes when he he'll he'll tap it and because there's a there's a pressure plate in his palm. Right. He taps it a certain way, which is why he has the iconic shooter. Right. If he taps it a certain way, it shoots it, and then he can tap it again to release and then grab. Okay. How does he make it so it? Oh, for example, he made that guy shut up and put the whole web over his over his mouth. It's all in the way he taps the the thing. Okay. See, that was my problem. I uh, it's like he can shoot if it's just like a filament, mm-hmm. which it appears to be. You know. Mm-hmm. They 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 approach it. A, they'll they'll actually talk a little bit about. I mean, very small bit about that in the Spider-Verse movie, which I enjoy. And then when we do the Spider-Man in the MCU, we actually learn a little more about what's going on with that. But he has he has access to it through a whole different thing. Very different. I, I still enjoy it. But I, it's going to be interesting, which is, again, why I wanted to do some of these things. So that way, when we get to some of those other ones, you've already heard some of this or seen it. And you have different questions. I hope some of you are following along because I'm here and I got lost. You get lost in the movie we watch. I'm... Sometimes that happens. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and I talk a lot, so I don't expect you to follow. <sighs> yeah, you certainly do. But speaking of buying into things, something neither of us bought into was him walking around that science facility. Oh, that was ridiculous. Really? <laughs> really? I can just sneak right... Uh, look! I watched him press the code. Let me just draw on this little here pad, do the same thing, walk into the secure area, the super secret secure area, and then just wander around. There's no people in there. <laughs> or, but I loved it when we're on this special tour, but we can just wander away and want all these scientists in their lab coats doing their sciencey stuff, and we can just wander aimlessly around. I've been a chaperone on tours that were less secure than that, and I always got noticed if I walked away to go to the bathroom. Someone's like, hey, where are you going? Every time. And I, I'd, be, I'd be a chaperone. And I have kids questioning me. You're going to tell me that another kid walks away and the 15 others who are there aren't going to notice? The- or a scientist? Or, yeah, any of them. Or the-, the security? Tons of scientists. And then he's following this dude, quote-unquote, nonchalantly, and it's just him and the dude in the hallway. Dude, no. I uh, can feel when someone And then he's about. in the secure area wandering around and Thank he God touches video. He touches video. stuff and makes things fall on his head. Nobody notices? <laughs> Nobody. So so I used to hate that scene and I still don't like it. But I think it was just a coincidental thing. It seemed like what we were seeing was the web being drawn and then there was a natural, like, or a, a shock thing at where the web gets drawn in so that it keeps the spiders away. It's just still super coincidental that the moment he touches it, we hit that point where it's drawing the web. So then the spiders can make more, like, draw more. But it, yeah, I, I, I'm, I am 100% on board that it's ridiculous and silly. And also, if that's their 
huge product? Why are there no cameras watching their super proprietary super bio, secure? Um, well, they bio cable. Sorry, bio cable. Yeah. So what? What is? I don't even understand that. That didn't make any sense to me at all. Don't buy into it. <laughs> Which again, you know how we solved this? Peter makes it. Boom. He makes a little webbing in his bedroom, and no one is the wiser. <laughs> and well, I think that route wraps this up. Well, we got let's let's do our bits. Oh, we have some. Yeah, we we did some. We did the same ones on the other ones, didn't we? I don't know. I'm pretty sure we did normal probably. Stuff. Oh. Okay. Yeah, we did. Superhero moment. Yes. Get me go first. No. Okay. I want you to be quiet for once. I'm quiet. (laughs) That was funny. All right. Superhero moment. Captain Stacy. Captain Stacy. When he tells Peter, I got this. You go take care of that. And he's holding off the lizard dude. Um, and it didn't work out so well for him, but nope. but he takes that on so Peter can go save the world. So that was pretty heroic superhero type moment. Mm-hmm. Super normal moment. I don't know. There were a lot of them in this movie. Okay, you think about it. I'll give my superhero moment. And I'm going to give it to Spider-Man. The first time he encounters the lizard, he saves all those cars. And he's just sort of, like, catching them and tying them to the bridge. And then the one dad's freaking out. And so he goes down there. And he's talking, talking to talk to the kid. And he pulls his mask off. It's the one time I will not give him crap for it. Because kid's freaking out. He's got to do something to calm him down. Pulls the mask off. And he does the Dumbo Feather trick. When the kid can't make it. He goes, put the mask on. It'll make you brave. The kid does it and climbs up. And at the last second, he manages to get him out. So he is super in that he, he inspires this kid to do stuff that really he wouldn't have been able to do. That kid would have died. That kid would have died. And I like that. That that's some of my favorite super moments. That was awesome. Tend to be when they have all this power and it's no good to them and they find another way. Oh, that was an excellent excellent scene. Um super normal moment. I'll give it to uh Peter and Gwen in the hall of the school when he's trying to ask her on a date. <laughs> and do you want to? And she starts answering. It. it was just so fumbly and so awkward and so cute. Mm-hmm. And probably not quite as much like high school today, but probably more like high school 15 or 20 years ago. <laughs> but uh Yeah. I'll go with them. Do you remember what my supernormal was in the first Maguire Spider-Man movie? Because I feel like I gave it to the confrontation 
between Flash and, and Peter Parker, but I, I don't remember for sure. I don't know. You're lucky I can remember what, what you just you said watched? your superhero <laughs> moment was in this movie. Wait, what was it? I don't know. <laughs> Him saving that kid. Da, 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 da. Bumps. <laughs> no, I'm going to give it to the confrontation with Flash. He's just kind of adapted to his powers a bit. And he is just done with the bully. I think you did. I think I, I think did too. Because I think you had we had the same type of conversation. <laughs> That's funny. And and it's just it's exactly what I would do. It's why I I always want superpowers, but I know I cannot be trusted with them. And I'm pretty sure I made that point then too. I think so too. I think we had this exact discussion. <laughs> I don't know. What other normal one would I give though? I don't know. That one's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's when he's walking away from the fridge with all the food. I, I guess that's pretty normal for, for a me. teenage boy too. Oh, oh yeah, for a teenage boy, definitely. Teenage yeah, let's boy. go. Not me. Not <sighs> definitely not me. Good grief! I definitely don't clear out the fridge every time I go to it. No, I go to it four and five times an hour to get it piece by piece. Well, there you go. <laughs> See, then you get steps in. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Let's be fair. I, I don't even do that. You just get a big thing and sit it near me and eat it. I just sit next to the fridge. Yeah, I sit next to the fridge and cry while I eat the ice cream. Okay, dick move. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, that's mean. Oh, oh, our bit. Yes, 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 the dick move. Who gets the dick moment of this movie? Um, I have to think. I don't know, because there wasn't, I mean, this one didn't have as many people. I didn't even, don't think I even made the face at anybody. Like, (laughs) what a dick you are. No, you didn't, you didn't say that at least. I know. Because Captain Stacy was kind of a dick to Peter when Peter tried to come tell him that Dr. Connor was the bad guy and the lizard. But as soon as he sent Peter back to school, he said, get us all you can on Dr. Connor. And let's be fair. Who would believe that story? Agreed. So, so yeah. I mean. I guess, I guess Dr. Connor was kind of a dick. Yeah, but until he... You know, really, the dick guy <laughs> was. <laughs> it wouldn't even be as funny if you didn't laugh every time it's said. The guy, uh, the one that was working for Dr. O- uh, for, yeah, yeah for Norm- Norman. Norman? Is that his name? Norman Osborne, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Because he come in, remember what happened to Dr. Parker? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so he probably, when he was threatening Connor, Dr. Connor, that he, Connors, sorry, Dr. Connors, he's a plural. Um, When he uh, was threatening him, I guess he probably really was the most dickish, really. I can agree with that. And I definitely can't think of another one. Because nobody was real. I mean, usually the villain is. point, though. I'll give it to that guy at a different point because we're on the when they're on the bridge and things aren't moving and no one's moving, he tells the driver to get out and figure out what's going on. Like, dude, 
No one doesn't is matter. Moving. And quite honestly, doesn't matter what's yeah. going on. Yeah. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> so that guy is just a dick. Yes. Do we even know his name? Does he have a name? Does he have a name? Let's find. His name know. is Dick. Let's find out. Are we gonna ask IMDb? Do, 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 do. Rajit Ratha. Okay, Rajit. We were deaf. Wait. If his name is Rajit, he's a dick. Why does that say? Okay. If his name isn't Rajit, it's the guy we think's name is Rajit. <laughs> we definitely never That's got a, a name for him in the movie. No, I didn't think so. I I didn't. He's the guy that works for Norman Osborn. I guess that's him. I don't see anyone else that kind of looks like him. Yeah. I'd hate to I'd hate to be profiling, though. Profiling the dick. <laughs> see? Wouldn't have been inappropriate had you not laughed. Yeah. No, no. It was definitely inappropriate <laughs> yeah. when you said it. <laughs> so, yeah, he's the dick of the movie. In all scenes. <laughs> Whatever his name is. And, yeah, I guess, you know what? I think I'm... No, I don't I don't know what to give our nerd physics to. I think... I don't, I don't mind the one that you had earlier with the pole. The pole dancing. Yeah, that's who it is. Rajit. But I think... I'm going to nitpick a little. And it's not even, it's not even so much physics. It's physics, it's physical. But they make a point of Spider-Man getting shot in the leg. And they, they do all this stuff to set him up. And then he just, it just comes and goes. From, from the point he gets shot till after everything's finished, he... His injury seems to come and go. I agree. And that that's that's just, it's a very simple, you gave him an injury, stick to it. And and sometimes it'd be, you know, he'd, he'd be limping as he crawls. Sometimes he'd crawl super fast and it wouldn't even matter. But like he never, it was never consistent. And once he got to the building, it wasn't there at all anymore. Right. I think, I think the next time it came back after the confrontation with the lizard, was after he'd been saved and was standing on the edge. He limped a little walking towards the edge of the building. I think that's it though. Because he hit he hit he got thrown off and You're right. crawled up real fast and I was I was looking like is he favoring the side at least? Is he jumping like something? And I can get when he kind of limped and slowly got into a run. I'm okay with that. Because I've done that before. You kind of yeah, through you, an injury right but it catches up to you and that was yeah. a gunshot wound it was a gunshot wound come on and adrenaline will only take you so far i think exactly so i uh, come on he patched himself up with some webbing he's fine yeah yeah i'm, I'm, I'm he spit just... on it rub some dirt on it he's fine <laughs> if we want to we talk about injuries though we could also talk about when he got clawed on the chest and then immediately was dunked into a sewer but he's fine. <laughs> he's Spider-Man. He's, he's fine. fine. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. To it's be all good. fair, Spider-Man does have a higher than normal regenerative capacity, but it's not like 
Wolverine where it just kind of comes back. It just he Well, let's be real. He got clawed across the chest. We saw it while he was in Gwen's room. That did not look like a fresh wound. <laughs> okay. So. So, yeah, he was clotting. He go. was clotting well. Okay. Anything else? I got nothing. All right. Well, we got one more and then Spider-Verse. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, my word. Somebody help me. Somebody help me, please. Help. Help. Oh, no. Now, a lot of people dislike the next one because it's Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And... Why do people dislike it? They they kind of did the Spider-Man 3 thing where they had a little too much going on. Oh. But they also introduce new things and don't really explore it all. I think it's not a bad movie and it does what it needed to. It just didn't get what it just didn't get the acclaim it needed to set up what they were cuz they were trying to go from this into a sinister sinister 6 movie which is sinister 6 is a group of bad guys that all get together to fight Spider-Man. And they kind of hint at that and there's there you'll see some of the stuff at the end. But it just it didn't quite click. I think it does a lot of neat things. It just didn't oh boy, click on all cylinders. He's making me real excited to watch this next one. So we'll watch the next Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and after that. And we'll have a special guest on Into the Spider-Verse even when we talk about that. We will. And I'm excited. I'm excited. And until then, we'll see you then. I'm Beth. And I'm Chris. And I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> and we are watching the web. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Cinematic Sagas, a part of the As If You Didn't Know network. Episodes release every other Wednesday. That jaunty tune you hear is Comic Hero by Kevin McLeod, and he's used under the Creative Commons license. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. We would love to hear from you, so send emails to saga at asifydk.com, our Twitter and Instagram handles, asifydk, and our website, asifydk.com. That's the words as, if, and the letters Y, D, K. See you there. <laughs>